Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. It's also a very cruel, sad place. This episode is rough. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, this is going to be a rough one. I'm going to try and get through this recording without crying. <laughs> I, I, I feel like... I made the joke last episode about how this one was episode 420 and it should have been pot themed, but like <laughs> with how sad it is, like they re- it really should have been pot. Like, like that would have been a much nicer way to go. We need to, we need to numb the pain a little <laughs> before we get started. We're a part of the But Why Though podcast community, so be sure to check them out on Twitter at But Why Though PC and their website But Why Though Podcast.com. We're super proud to be a part of their community. So this is episode 420. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not and, called Blaze It. I, I, no. I, they, missed, they missed their opportunity. Not the acronym Blaze. <laughs> oh, or like this is when they should have started the Ghost Rider season. Oh my <laughs> god! Call it Blaze It. Bam. Oh, they missed. God. They missed this opportunity. Um, Jared, you need to be a part of their marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> so this is titled "Farewell, Cruel World," which. Kinda. They still don't all leave, so not yeah, everybody. Like half of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, written by Brent Fletcher, directed by Vincent Missiano. I feel like Vincent Missiano always directs the really emotional episodes. Like, so fuck you, Vincent Missiano, for making me have feelings. <laughs> but also, you do a good job. Good job. Uh, um, and kudos. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so this was originally aired May second, twenty seventeen. So we go to the real world uh, for once in this episode. We go to 10 days ago when Daisy and Gemma go under into the framework and Yo-Yo and Piper and Davis and some other unnamed agent are kind of watching over them on the Zephyr and they wait and they wait and they wait. And then suddenly they had to turn off the heat because it's using too much power. And now they only have 24 hours left until they run out of power. And apparently Talbot has been trying to reach him. Um I remembered when you talked about a couple episodes ago that Talbot was coming back. I here here we go. <laughs> Not yet, obviously, but but, but, but it's a, pre- the... a preview. He's yeah. coming. <laughs> He's coming. Um and Piper suggests that they turn off the cloaking to save some power, which is a very bad idea, but they got to do it cuz they have to extend their power and they're like, "Hey girls, get out of the framework. We need you. We're all going to die. Like, please come back." Oh god. So the cloaking gets turned off, which is not great. Um you go back to the framework and um, the framework people are fighting back against Hydra. Um, and uh, I can't remember the exact situation, but they're like watching something on the news. Everybody in the shield um, base is kind of watching something on the news. And Daisy says something and Burroughs is like, yeah, it is so hot. Or he calls Madam Hydra. Madam Hydra is so hot. And she's like, excuse me, like fascism is hot. Um, <laughs> and she's just like, okay, whatever. And then um, Trip walks in the room and Daisy runs over to him and hugs him. And he's like, hey, he hugs her back because he's Trip. And he's like, hey, person, I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, OK. Um, she's like, hey, can I talk to Gemma alone? He's like, yeah, you can finish hugging me later, which oh, I miss him so much. <laughs> he's, oh. he's so sweet. And like, so sweet. It could be totally like, like everything he says in this episode in particular could be like totally different if played by a different guy. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it could be creepy as fuck, but it's oh, not. Yeah, he's like he's just so genuinely like, yeah, I love, I love him so much. Anyway, um, so Gemma updates Daisy on what Ada is up to and how she wants to be a real girl, and um, she wants to. So basically, she wants to become a real girl so she can unplug the framework and kill everybody, which great um which is interesting i didn't put that together when i first watched this like upon rewatch i'm like oh that makes sense i thought that ada just wanted to be a real boy because she wanted to be human i didn't realize she wanted to do it so she could like circumvent her programming (laughs) i didn't think about it like that (laughs) which makes her even more villainous (laughs) you know well and just like that whole bit is something that was in uh another a show I was just watching, the the 100, where it had an AI that was using mm-hmm. someone else to circumvent their program. And they're like, I can't make someone take this thing that makes them get possessed by my AI, in you know, <laughs> involuntarily. They have to submit to it uh, and consent to it willingly. And like a human is like, yeah, what if I knock them out and put it in their mouth? It's like, well, I can't stop you, I guess. Like it's like, like, and they're like working together, and it's like. That's bullshit, man. <laughs> like, 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 if it knows that it's breaking the rules, it can't. Yeah. There, there is no thing. There is no one zero switch where it's like you know you're breaking the rules, but it's okay in this case. Like, 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 like 
just like I, it's t- a technicality. Like that's yeah, a very human thing to do to figure shit out, you know? Yeah, and it feels like there's a couple instances of this with Ada over yeah. the course of this se- season, and I'm okay with it. Like, like none of it's a big deal. It's all plot convenience too. And but, but it's just the idea of it. Like, you're already if if she's doing this because she's in love with Fitz, then she's already in love with Fitz. But they talk about how like I like I was just simulated love until I become human. You know, spoilers for, for later on. But it's mm-hmm. like. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, like she's doing this shit. She's circumventing her programming, whether she's orchestrating something to let her circumvent her programming, which is also doing it. Like, if that's yeah. her end goal, like, like, do you know, what I, like, I don't know. It's just how is she tricking her herself? <laughs> like, how can yeah. a robot lie to itself? I get how we can. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it's very. It's it's. There's nothing more human to me than lying to yourself. That's that's why it doesn't work. Seriously, seriously. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I feel like she has multiple motivations. So she wants to be with Fitz in the real world. She wants to have feel like feel real feelings for him. She wants to kill everybody. So she wants to circumvent her programming to be able to do that, so she can be with Fitz without Gemma interfering. Um. And then she just wants to be human and she does, she wants to be able to choose and not be someone's slave. But I get that. that part <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like she should just make her and Fitz both robots. <laughs> right. It. Like, why can't they just stay in the framework forever together? Like, I don't understand why this is a problem, but the fact that the other two things are like a thing too, then it's more complicated than that. <laughs> than that. Um, so where am I? Oh, so Daisy is like, okay, we have to get everybody together and go to um, the back door uh, that Radcliffe told me about. I know where it is. Like, we just have to get everybody there and then we can leave. And Gemma is like, oh, it's going to be hard because Fitz is constantly surrounded by Hydra agents. And Daisy's like, Gemma, we, I don't think we can get Fitz out right now. Like, we will absolutely come back for him, but we have to get everybody else out first because Mace is already dead and people are going to start dying, like, if we don't leave soon. Um, which Gemma is kind of like, okay, I understand, but she doesn't. <laughs> like, she's totally making that face of like, okay, I'll just, you know, acquiesce for now, but I don't agree with what you're saying. I'm going to find a way. But dude, like, can you imagine, like, Daisy, the one who, like, ships them so hard, is having to tell Gemma that we can't take fits with us right now because he's too evil. <laughs> like... That's so fucking rude and so heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they walk into the hallway and Mac and Hope are like packed up with their backpacks and they're leaving. And they're like, yeah, we're going back home. And Daisy's like, no, 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 you can't leave. You have to stay here. We need you. We need your help. And Mac is like, no, I'm cool. There's much more qualified people here that can do things. And Hope is like, dad, stop being embarrassing. Like you owe her one. The whole reason that she went to prison is because you sold her out. Like, <laughs> and, and, and then Hope and Daisy have this cute little moment where they're quoting movies and Mac is like, all right, you're being a bad influence. Fine. I'll stay. Um, but I have to come back to be with Hope. Um, and she's like, I'll make sure you're exactly where you need to be. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, that might know. Well, and it's like, I feel like on some level, she's like thinking, you don't know what you need to be. <laughs> you yeah, know, she's you not don't know any better. <laughs> but uh, just the way the episode ends, kind it does kind of happen. He needs to be with Hope, but also, I don't know. It's so hard. Anyway, May is helping the refugees. She's like bandaging people up and Coulson comes over to chat. Oh, this is where they have a conversation about. Yeah, this is where he, he finally, because he he understood what was happening before, but he didn't actually like really connect, I think, with himself till the previous episodes end, right? Like, yeah, like, I like thought the that they, they had this. I thought they had this conversation last episode when they were like when he she was helping him get ready for the broadcast. Yeah, but you even but you even asked like it might you even said like it might have been this one. <laughs> I yeah, remember. I like couldn't remember. Um, it was very it's a very similar situation. They're just like by themselves chatting, um, and so uh, May or May says it's you know it's she talks about how hard it is to process that none of the stuff that Hydra has like put out to them is real and Coulson's like yeah that's just the tip of the iceberg uh he's <laughs> he says he crafted a lot of soap to stay sane um and, and she's, she's like, like, like yeah yeah wait so <laughs> like she's totally she's like, up with them until that moment she's like wait what the fuck and then um she's like no 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 like what are you talking about and he's like this isn't real he's like and you have to admit something about this world doesn't feel right and she's like maybe it's the fascist dictatorship i don't know she's just not buying it and she's like i need proof i'm not i'm done following blindly like you need to show and not tell and he's like okay and, and- he definitely poisoned the well with the blue stuff. I know he should have just not brought that up. Like she was, she was, she was, 
she wasn't on board yet, but she was hearing him out and tell the blue soap. Like she literally <laughs> was like nodding her head, like, yeah, yeah, we hate blue soap. Like, yeah. like, like, like what? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> she was she, she was absolutely skeptical before that, but he, yeah, he that was just out. pulled her back really far. He just lost a couple steps there. Um, so people are brought being brought into Hydra to be tortured because there's an uprising, and Fitz just walks down the hallway like it's no big deal. And he goes to Radcliffe and he asks. To, to ask him what him and Daisy talked about. Um, and he's like, I'm not going to tell you. We just talked about our favorite breads. Like hers is brioche and mine is pumpernickel and like all this nonsense. And um, he says, you know, you might not be the Fitz who is my good friend, the man that I would step in front of a train for, which I have, I kind of question that. Um, but you wear your feel, you wear your fear the same way. So he knows that Fitz is afraid. Um, would Radcliffe, jump in front of a train for Fitz because he kind of fucked the, him over by creating but, Ada. And it's then, true, but I feel like this Radcliffe remembers that and so he, right, like, I think he regrets it. it. Yeah, I think, I, think he, right. I think he regrets a lot of the shit he did because of how it went out of control. Like we always talked about when he first, when they did the first introduction when Jim and Fitz meet him and he's like I'm post-humanist and blah 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 yeah. blah. It's like, I, I feel like we we called it, I think, really well. Where he's all about how, what can I do? How can I do this? Not about why or what. Or should and, I? Yeah. Right. And and the 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 scope of it was just interesting enough. And then when he thought it was a way to save Agnes, he mm-hmm. became like it became like like a, a an obsession. You know, mm-hmm. like he became like maniacal about it. And that's really where he became evil. And then now that Agnes is gone, like he's. I, I like it because it could go either way. Like that could be a classic Marvel villains origin story, but for him, it went the other way. Mm-hmm. It was at the last minute. He's like, Oh shit. Like I lost the one person I was trying to save. Like mm-hmm. I, like I clearly won't let this go way too out of hand. Yeah. Dude, I never thought about it like that. Like, and that's why he has, he feels a responsibility to save Fitz. Cause he can't do that to Fitz and Gemma. He can't let them lose each other the way he lost Agnes. Yeah, it's really because he did lose Agnes. It sucks because it's fridging of the character yeah. for motivation, but it is like there's a reason why it's it just sucks because it's always a woman in service of a man, mm-hmm. or so often and so often a you know a woman of color a lot of mm-hmm. times or a queer friend. You know, it, mm-hmm. like it's very often something to center a straight white male because our narrative has always been the straight white males in the heroic role. But like there is there's a reason why it's been in fiction for so long is it's a powerful story someone losing someone as a motivator and like it shouldn't be off limits but it just needs to fucking need to fucking take a break and not have it be anyone but straight white men and dad figures i think for like for like a couple decades at least at least if not like a century (laughs) like like just give it a fucking rest like because i think you can lose someone without them dying as well also true but like there's ways around (laughs) it i feel like like the murder and rape is the go-to like traumas too that like are unforgivable and so traumatic it's like Like there's so many things that are traumatic agnes could have just gone into the framework and rejected radcliffe and been like i don't want to have anything to do with you like thank you for my afterlife but bye and him you know and him (laughs) taking that and not becoming an incel villain and using it to be like I really fucked up. I should have been a better, better person. And I, uh, you know, and, and, and I was too controlling. Like if he like learned a good lesson from that, that's a really powerful thing. I, I, that's more powerful. More real. Though, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think and more, and more uh, just a better lesson for people. Yeah. But, but, but like, like everybody, everybody's going to lose somebody and you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. You can't bring them back. Like there's, no, there's nothing you can do, but you're also probably going to fuck up and you should learn lessons and accept criticisms instead of like becoming an asshole and becoming a villain. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Um, so uh, he tells he tells Fitz that, you know, Fitz is like, well, like, don't you want to get back to the real world? And Fitz is like, I'm already dead in the real world because of your crazy psycho girlfriend, <laughs> like crazy psycho robot girlfriend. Radcliffe, this is, you know, this is interesting territory you're walking into considering you made this robot girlfriend and were very upset when people suggested that she was a sex bot. <laughs> and now she is a sex bot <laughs> for Fitz. Oh, God. Um so Fitz tells him about the machine. <laughs> he doesn't know. So I know, sorry, I went there, but no, I had I just no, but it's maybe worse because he doesn't know. But like, <laughs> like, and so Fitz has also had his consent taken away. Oh no, and, you're right. And, and it's a sex spot. Neither of those things are okay. Oh, this is terrible. Good God. 
Um, so Fitz, so Fitz, upon hearing that Radcliffe is no longer alive in the real world, Fitz tells him about the machine that they've built. And he's like, you know, there's hope for you to be alive again in the real world. We can make you a new body. We can make you many new bodies. We can live forever. And Radcliffe's like immortality. Cause that's what he's always wanted. And God damn it fits like he knows he knows where to go. And Radcliffe starts to spill where what he told Daisy. But we find out that there's a plan behind this later. Gemma goes to speak to May and she's like, hi, you don't know me, but I'm Gemma Simmons. She's like, oh, I know who you are. And May has this line of how did a little pop tart like you evade capture, which <laughs> like I feel like season that is very appropriate for season one Gemma Simmons. But the season four Gemma Simmons is a fucking badass. And I, you know, it's just fun. That that line just cracked me up so much. And I feel like on the surface. It's yeah. acceptable to, to yeah. have the this that be still be the first impression, mm-hmm. like yeah. I, 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 it's funny you mentioned that because I was just looking at Shield gifts the other day, and one of them was from when she was pretending to be uh, Coulson's daughter, <laughs> and she's like yelling about uh, the way he treated mom and whatnot. Yeah. And I was just laughing, like like just seeing a, like two gifts from that exchange. Oh my god, it's just cracking me up, and like that's. That's a little pop tart. That is a little pop tart. <laughs> but this line from May sounds like such a little like like May is such an old lady saying this. I don't know. It was just a really funny it's situation. A great shade that's not like hateful or <laughs> yeah. or like out of line. But and like she's also, also say- she's funny. also saying it as like you know props. Like you don't look like you can handle it, but you definitely can. Yeah, cl- you know, clearly you can. Like yeah. people, like you pe- people probably misjudge you. Sort of yeah. <laughs> little pop tart. Oh my god, that's really um, cute. It's really cute. Um, it, it, it. I feel like that's something that like Ming Na Wen might say, <laughs> but not Agent May. Like it just, it was just like a little out of character, but it was so funny. Um, so Gemma tells May about the real world, and she tells the and she's like, "No, we're teammates and we're friends." and you, me, Daisy, Mac, and Coulson, we're all on a team. And Fitz, we're all on a team together. And she's like, Fitz? Like, Leopold Fitz? Pfft, yeah, right. <laughs> and she's like, him and his dad are fucking crazy, like, fascist. And she's like, wait, 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 his dad? And she's like, yeah, Alistair Fitz. Like, they're inseparable. And so this is where Gemma realizes why Fitz is the way he is. And Gemma goes and shows up at the dad's house with a gun. And is like, you need to call Fitz now. <laughs> and I feel like this is a very Gemma thing to do for Fitz. Like, I don't feel like she would just run out of the room with a gun to, you know, save her the love of her life if it was, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like she would still save Daisy if Daisy was in this situation. But I don't think this would, it would be this, like, gut, like, gut intuition, go now. Like, you have to call him and tell him. Like, it. It's there's a level of na- naivety to that <laughs> that is like very endearing of like a part of Gemma that I think is still I think we had more of that before and I, she's definitely lost a lot of that <laughs> but it, it's coming back I think because of the situation with Fitz of course like she's desperate to get him to come with them but it was just very like okay god Gemma like really <laughs> like this is your plan I don't know uh she's so convinced that she can be the one to bring him and it's really sad that she's not <laughs> it's really fucking sad oh oh man <laughs> even at the end she's he, she's not the one that's able to get him to jump through the the thing like <laughs> god so a lot, of, a lot of heartbreaking stuff yeah. Um, Daisy and Trip are coordinating stuff, and Trip, um, it's like something's going on. Uh, is this have anything to do with the other world? And um, Daisy's like, you know about the other world? And he's like, yeah, Gemma told me. He's like, what can I say? I'm easy to confide in. <laughs> and then Trip asks if Trip and the other world dated anyone, and Daisy's like, no, sorry, no, no. He's like, me and Gemma, me and you, me and May, and he's like, no. And he's like, and this is a place you'll really want to go back to. <laughs> no, he, he was so good. Because we talked before about how, like, I, like, like, what I like, too, is he just, like, he actually a little bit flirted with Gemma before, but he he and Daisy was always, like, kind of, like, brushing up against it like this is the furthest this is the furthest i feel like he's going full on into like actually flirting with her it's very cute like like because he doesn't have that kind of like brother sister relationship they'd had by the end 
Like it just it works, and it's so fu- it's he's so likable and endearing. He is. Um, and then he tells you know he tells Daisy you know Gemma's at Alistair Fitz's house, and she's like, "What? Why? <laughs> what the fuck?" Um, and uh, Gemma is like, "Fuck you, Alistair! Blah blah blah. You've poisoned his mind. Give me my Fitz back." And this scene is extremely difficult to watch because Alistair thinks that he is a good father. He's like, I stuck around for him. I've everything I, I have is because of him. Like I love him. I would do anything for him, which is, that's what you would ask for in a good father, right? Like that's kind of the bare yeah. bones of a good relationship with your dad, but it's not. And she appeals to that side of him as a good father to tell him to tell Fitz that he's in danger. Or she tells him that Fitz is in danger like and it's interesting that Gemma uses that um that beat to to get him to do what she wants to do um and she's like you need to call him and have him come here alone and so he does he picks up the phone and he calls Fitz and he tells him that he loves him and he's like you know that I've always wanted what was best for you and then he's like the traitor's here come get her <laughs> like and Gemma's like what the fuck and he like throws the phone at her and attacks her and they go down and the line is still open and Fitz can hear everything so he can hear his dad choking Gemma and trying to kill her and then you hear a gunshot and Gemma has shot Alistair and now Fitz is very upset and is definitely not going to go with Gemma and this this kind of ruined everything um, I feel like Alistair's conversation with Gemma here is very like textbook abuser type thing where it's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I just want what's best for them. Even if like, I'm an asshole about it. Um, and maybe what I think is best for them isn't actually what's best for them, but also like you genuinely see him being like, no, I tried to be a good father and I really do love my son. I don't know. It's just really fucking difficult to watch because. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's very difficult for sure. And like, <laughs> like I sort of get where fictional fits or whatever where framework fits is coming from with his reaction when he finds out, you know, but at the same time too, like you also see everything that happens. We know Gemma's in the right anyway, and just the way it goes down. Like her, mm-hmm. she's not she didn't go to go to kill his dad. You know that's not mm-hmm. what happened. It just happened, and it was his on Alistair being a fucking asshole and being a piece of shit and a bad dad and a bad person uh, on every level, and not on her. Yeah, but at the same time, like I think he thinks he's protecting Fitz. Yeah, like it's so fucking complicated. It's not. But does he even give a shit about protecting Fitz too? Like, like the way he or is it behaves. just so that he can be seen as a good father? Yeah, I don't know. It's uh. it's hard to say. And and on top of everything else, like he's just an approximation on like what based on what like Radcliffe and Fitz's and memories and, are. You know, yeah. yeah, memories of him. Like that's not got to be that's much, true. especially if they were just fucking soccer drinking buddies or whatever at a bar. <laughs> and and he left him when he's like two. Like yeah. that combination. Like that's not a lot of real fucking. That's true. <laughs> Formative <laughs> knowledge or informative. Maybe, maybe the dark hold gave Ada um, insight into the psychology of like abusive parents and <laughs> like how that affects your memory. And I don't know. <laughs> I like to think that all of this, I like to think he's had a lot of therapy and that all of that stuff's very well documented. Uh, Alistair Fitz uh, mm-hmm. and they've been digitized. So she has access to <laughs> They were just it. digging yeah. into his medical records. That's right. <laughs> Oh my god! Because because that's uh, right. Most of our therapists digitize their notes and put them on, oh, yeah. on, on some sort of database. That, yeah. That's got to be true. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm, I think actually my therapist just switched over to a service like that, but it's supposed to be like completely confidential and HIPAA compliant. Right. But it's that's something that the dark hole could totally break through. Yeah, so. I guess I guess I guess that actually is probably happening now in the future. Like that we're living in that kind of digital future, you know, like like mm-hmm. it, and probably becoming more and more common. I know that it's like been a complaint, but I've read about but there isn't a, you know international medical database, but like there probably really will want be that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you know, oh, that's like, <laughs> such a weird question. Like, like, cause the benefits are huge, but people are so awful. Like, it's just like anything. Yeah. yeah. It's just like anything with, uh, with, with, with like Radcliffe's whole philosophy. It's like, you know, probably could do a lot of great things, but should we? <laughs> like, yeah, probably not for sure. 
So Coulson's walking down the hallway in the base, and everybody's looking at him. He's like, why is everybody looking at me? And May's like, you are now the face of the resistance. That's what happens when you go on TV. And he's like, oh, I'm really more of a work in the shadows kind of guy, <laughs> which, yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I like her and, response. Yeah. Um, so May knows. Wait, what was her response? She was like, you do a lot of work in the shadows, like as a history teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, and he's like, hey, 15 year olds are pretty scary. Like You got to know how to deal with it. Well, like, okay. His response was pretty good, but hers was like fucking great. Like, like hers oh, was like, what are, you, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's talking about like the real world. Right. But... He's actually remembering himself <laughs> like for the first time, I think yeah. after that big speech. And she's, and she's still like going with the framework too. Like, what do you, like, because no history teachers don't <laughs> like you get up in front of a class. Like what are you talking about? I know. Um, and so um, Daisy shows up and is like, have you guys seen Gemma? And May's like, oh, yeah, she went to go see Alistair Fitz. And she's like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me? And May's line is like, because I don't answer to you, which that is very true. <laughs> and Daisy was calling upon the relationship that she has with real May in the real world. Um, instead of this May, who is like, fuck all of you guys. This is all a joke. <laughs> like, none of this is, you know, like, I don't believe you. Um and Daisy is like, Colson, you told her? And he's like, I don't know. It came up in conversation. And she's like, how does, like, the existence of, like, a parallel digital, like, fake universe reality come into conversation? And May is just, like, standing there staring at them with that deadpan look that she has. And May is very May in this scene. And it's perfect. <laughs> um, it's mom and dad and daughter. <laughs> <laughs> So Hydra goes to Alistair's apartment and Fitz walks in and Radcliffe is behind him and they see what Gemma did and he's lying on the floor dead in his own blood. And um, Fitz asks Radcliffe about Gemma. He's like, this woman really loves me in real life. And Radcliffe's like, you know, it's probably an accident, blah, blah, blah. And then Fitz is like, grabs him and is like, don't blah, blah, blah. Don't tell me this. <laughs> um, and he wants to go after Gemma now to get his revenge. Meanwhile, in real life, Yo-Yo is very frustrated and she feels really helpless. She's like, like, I feel like I'm just sitting here and I'm not doing anything. And Piper's kind of like, well, like, this is kind of what you need to do. Like, you can't be in the alternate reality with them. Like, they need you here. And apparently the Russian has found them and they have no way to defend themselves because without enough power, they can't operate the weapon system. So they're fucked. Um, they're just waiting. Uh in the in the framework they're just waiting um oh wait what is oh they're just waiting for Gemma to come back so they can leave and Daisy's getting very antsy and she's like oh where is she and Gemma comes walking and wandering into the hangar which wasn't the hangar kind of fucked up before when Mace was giving a tour and now suddenly it looks like the old base or am I dreaming or is this like a different area <clears throat> don't know like, <laughs> it's a glitch in the floor framework <laughs> yeah like what <laughs> daisy's here now it's all new so I, I don't know maybe i just like wasn't paying enough attention maybe a listener can tell us um i i could go back and rewatch it but i'm not going to it's i just watched it twice but i can't like, when, you, when you ask that i don't know <laughs> like, wait i don't i can't i, I can't don't know Maybe it's just, I mean, they use the same set. Right. Maybe they just didn't. They didn't dress you know, it up like as much the as they usually the, do or whatever. Or, or the angle of it, like, didn't show, like, the, you know, deteriorated version. I don't know. Whatever. I was just kind of confused. But anyway, um, Gemma walks in and she's covered in blood. And Daisy goes up to her and she's like, What happened? And she's like, I killed his father. And she's like, And now this is, I've messed, I've ruined everything. Now Fitz won't come with us. And she's like, it's okay. We'll just go. We're, we'll figure it out. And so they get in the, this effort to leave. Um, and Ada, meanwhile, <laughs> is in her bedroom with a bunch of medical staff. An assistant comes up and um, uh, the, the, Ada asks her assistant where Fitz is. She's like, where's Leopold? And she finds out what happened and that he's going after Gemma. And she's like, no, you need to tell them, give them orders to come back and not go after Simmons. Um, and so he gets the orders and he just ignores them. He's like, that's nice. I heard we're going to keep going with this. Um, and they show up at the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. team shows up at the back door and it's a steel mill. <laughs> and um, 
Fitz is now there as well. And Radcliffe just has this really strange look on his face. I don't remember why I put that. I'm just going to skip it. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I don't know. It, it is, it's written in isolation. <laughs> yeah. I, so my notes are getting like progressively like more sparse. And I'm like trying to figure out like what the context of them was. So I was clearly getting into this emotional heart of the episode. And we were, I just was like typing much less and less and just crying more. Um, well, and was this before or after your sleep? Aid? <laughs> this was actually, I had just taken it. I think when I started so watching, this, so been... it, hadn't, it hadn't kicked in quite okay. yet, but maybe, well, I don't know. This is like towards the end of the episode. So yeah, maybe it had started kicking in and I just didn't realize it. <laughs> I just like, okay. Radcliffe has, has a strange look on his face. It's not pertinent. <laughs> like, there's a, there's a comma almost, after it. Like I was going to write something else, and then I just gave up. Like <laughs> he just got distracted. Oh, oh I like God. this. I like this analysis. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to figure out what I was doing. Anyway, um, so Trip is talking to Daisy, and he's like, "I can go with you guys if you want." And I was like, "Yes, yes, we <laughs> talked about this. Like, we talked about this. Like, I was like, this is gonna happen. I remember? I, I totally remember. You know, oh my I God. knew it. I knew it." They're so the writers of the show are so mean. Of course, they would have him say that to get our hopes up that it is possible because it is possible. Like for him, and like to you, come like with you them. said, it wouldn't be the same one, but it would be someone who believes he's tripped, <sighs> someone who has real memories and feelings, like yeah. who cares about his grandpa, who was a shield agent. The same as like. <laughs> I know. And so Daisy has to say goodbye to him again in this moment, and it's just so awful, so awful. She, like, she's, and she's the only one who's had to do this twice now. Uh, like, fuck. Oh my sorry. god, <laughs> the show's really good, but it's mean. It's it, it, it's it, so mean, so mean. Um, God, there's another really really mean scene with Trip at the end of this episode that just like had me like wanting to throw something. Um, so Daisy suspects that something's up with the back door. She's like, wasn't it supposed to be in a park in like a fountain? And um, they're going to have to jump into this molten steel, which um, Gemma's like, I bet Ada found it and concealed it somehow. So it's probably still there. We just have to like get past it. And Mac is like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And he's like, oh, you don't know about the other world? And he's like, what? <laughs> May's reaction is almost like Homer Simpson when this guy who hates him at work and and one of my brother's favorite episodes of The Simpson it comes over to their house and sees like on his wall you know he has pictures of him when he was an astronaut and has his gold record and has like all this like amazing things he's done he's like you were in space he goes you've never been like his reaction is so like like, like oh you don't know that like May is like like wait really you don't cool. know you don't know you don't know about that yet like, that's crazy oh <laughs> like, I everybody everybody knew we were just in a robot world but like. Ugh. The fact that he doesn't know yet and he's one of the real ones is, is what's insane. Is what's <laughs> fucking insane. Like you get why they didn't feel pressed to tell Mace and 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 uh and Ward earlier, but like Oh yeah. But yeah. like they should have probably told him. Like I get I totally get why they didn't because of the hope stuff, but still. Oh. At this point, they should have just like knocked him out, like iced I totally, him and dragged him with them. <laughs> like why? Yeah, why can't they? They're not they're not Ada. They have they don't have to circumvent consent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, it reminds like, me I of, kind like, of wish they would have said or... something about how you can't do it while you're unconscious, like, like, like uh... to explain it. I wish they would have said that because that would that would have explained why they didn't just beat him over the head and drag yeah. him. <laughs> That's true. God. Fucking poor Mac. Um, Cause, so cause it would be pretty cool to see Mingna hit him like, with, the butt of, him with the butt of a butt of a gun like once and then and then like heave him over Throw her shoulders him, yeah. yeah and then and, and carry him through like that'd be pretty badass and you'd believe it like she's capable of it oh yeah absolutely um so ada's assistant tells her that leopold ignored her orders and she's like we don't have time for this you need to start the process and so she starts to get her new body and uh everything is happening it's scanning her it is building her from the ground up but yeah, it's like 3d printing but with magic and yeah real, and real person. <laughs> That's it's great. Um, so Gemma tries to explain to Mac what what is happening to me and Mac, and Mac is pissed. He's like, "You lied to me to get me here." And Daisy's like, "I know, I'm really sorry." Blah blah. blah. And he's ha- he says some Bible reference, and she's like, "Wait a minute, what if I quake that thing and it opens up the back door?" And Gemma says something about like, "Yes, like parting the Red Sea," and Mac is like, "Oh no, you did not just use the Bible against me." <laughs> 
And of course, Hydra shows up to start shooting at them and ruin it. And Daisy quakes at the back door and it's there. They see it. And um, Coulson's like, okay, I'm going, I'm going. So they run out. He starts to go out. Um, and May's right behind him. And then he gets shot, which I did not remember this happened. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And then May comes out and her and Max shoot the the agents that are there. And I think Gemma gets shot too, right? No. Somebody else got shot. Anyway, so um Mac and it's funny because Mac is shooting these guys and he kind of looks down at his hand, like, why do I know how to shoot a gun? Like he, all of this is starting to become real for him. Like, oh, like, okay. It's the same. He had like the same moment that Colson had. Um, and then Colson's laying on the ground bleeding, and he's like, This feels oddly familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Dying laughing. Leave it to Colson to like throw in a little a silly joke, like in a really intense moment. <laughs> Um, that, that was, and he's, just, he's so good, especially I like in this, in, in, in this like last stages of the principal, ver- or not principal, but like history teacher version of him, like the, like where he's just still not quite his regular self, but he's gotten most of that back. Like, like it's extra funny and sitcom-y like, and goofy. Yeah, like, it's but, so but good. It works. His delivery is so excellent because it's not cheesy, but it's very like, it's, I, I don't know. It's just really it's, good. It's a, it, it manages to be like goofy in like spirit without being like goofy or like, or, or like silly, like in execution, like it, yeah. play, it, it reads serious, even though it's funny. It's like, <laughs> yeah. the be- it's the best kind of comic relief yeah. in one of these situations. Like oh, yeah. it isn't Martin Lawrence in bad boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So May's like, Oh no, you're dying. And Colson's like, Oh no, we're not having this. You need to help me get to the edge. And so she like props him up and gets him over to the edge. And he's like, come with me. And she's like, I don't know if I can. She's like, I can't make this leap of faith. And he's like, yes, you can. Like, just come with me. And they have this really cute moment. And he just lets himself fall back into the back door. And then all of a sudden, like, there's, like, the framework glitches out like crazy. And, like, all of this, like, everything looks digitized for a second. It just, like, it becomes a wave across everything. And Max. It, like, passes over everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And and even Mac himself. And before it gets to him. He's like uh, watching it happen and he's just like, what the fuck? And he looks so shaken. He's like looking at his hands. He's like, what is ha- what is happening? Like, oh, yeah. The fact that he didn't just perceive it happening, but actually like saw that it, he's a part of it. Like, yeah. what, 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 like that's gotta be so weird. And like, I don't know, man, like, like it's gotta shake everything because he didn't have any time to process this. Like, but like mm-hmm. may had had the little bit of the preview with Colson. So she's mm-hmm. like, she she at least had the, had a prep for it, but this is like he, he's just everything in his life has changed so quickly. Oh, yeah. It's like been like a in fucking one week. moment. Yeah, it's, it's all been like in one week. <laughs> like a week ago, he and his and his daughter were keeping their head down, yeah. and that was it in a fascist world. And this is massively different. Yep. Good God. Um. So Coulson wakes up in the real world, and I was like, "Oh no, be careful! Ivanov is there," <laughs> and I was like really worried. And he goes up to May's body, and he's like, "Come on, May! Come on, May! You can do it! Just jump! Just go!" And then she wakes up, and he's like, "You know, I was a little worried for a second because I was a little squirrely on the other side." <laughs> and she's like, "It was kind of cute." <laughs> oh, it's so it's that that is the best thing, and because of everything, because of the framework and their mm-hmm. brains, and because of Robo May before that and her her abduction. This is the first knowingly oh. intentional flirt flirt from May to him. Yep. Yep. And like, not like, not like subtle, not like them, not really admitting it to themselves. Like that's, it's, oh. I, it's so meaningful to me. Like now but she, she has all the memories of everything. Oh, oh and- yeah. Oh, that's, that's really sweet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, then May looks over and sees Ada in the framework and, um, Coulson's like stinking robots and it looks like Coulson is now uh, alongside Mac and not being a fan of the robots. And so he um, goes to kill her and we see in the background that her body is almost done being made and it's, uh, hurry up. Um, back in the framework, Mac real- finally realized that none of this is real. He's like, none of this is real. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, and then Daisy's like, Gemma, it's your turn. Go. You're up. Um, and then Fitz shows up and Fitz is so cruel. And here's where Jimmy gets uh, shot. You, 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 oh yeah, I forgot. Before. Yeah, but and and then before you're like, does she get shot too? And it's like, no, this is what. Uh, yeah, 
Um, and he's they're having this really, really horrible conversation. And he's like, she's like, I love you. And he's like, no, you want to destroy the woman that I love. And she's like, its name is Ada. And she says the acronym out. And she's like, it's not real. It's a robot. You made it. Blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't, he still doesn't put the, oh, go ahead. I say, and I like to point out again, that, that acronym sounds like a fucking, like Palm Pilot is <laughs> artificially intelligent <laughs> digital assistant. Like when you read it out, it's like, is that Alexa? Like, what is that? <laughs> like it's either Alexa or a Palm Pilot. It's not a person. And like her saying it like that, it's got to piss him off so much. So uh, he still doesn't put the gun down, even though she's just like begging him at this point to come with her. And he's like, get on your knees. And she won't. She just stands there and he's like, get on your knees. And he shoots her in the leg. Oh, man. So she has to get on her knees. And she's like, I love you. And he says, and you mean nothing to me. And then he's like, say it. Say that you mean nothing to me. And she, he's like, still has the gun to her head. And then Radcliffe has his hero moment and he shoots the other agent and smacks Fitz in the head. And he's like, okay, this is not how I wanted this. This is not how I wanted this. This was not my intention. We're doing this. And so he drags Fitz over to the edge. Um, and Gemma's like following him and he's like, I, you know, I know this doesn't make it right, but maybe I can just do this one good thing and help you guys get out of here. And he's like, this was the only way that I could get Fitz here was by, you know, telling him where to go. Um, and he just throws Fitz into the pot and then Gemma goes in right after him. <laughs> no, it, it, it really, he did really did redeem himself. Like he did yeah, a good job. He did. Ugh. Um, and Gemma wakes up in the Zephyr and they are under attack. And so it's just Daisy and Mac in the framework now. And Mac doesn't want to go. And he's like, okay, all right. Um, what about hope? And Daisy's like, um, hope is not alive in our world. And he, I'm going to cry. Me too. I don't want to live in a world without hope. And Daisy tries to explain that it's not real. Um, and he's like, I know. But it's real to me. And he gives this speech about all the things that he does for her. And he's like, and when she's sad, I hold her. And that is real. <laughs> and he's like, I, and Daisy's like, there are people that really care about you in the real world. They need, we need you. And he's like, I'm really sorry. Tell them I'm really sorry. And Daisy's like, I understand. I get it. And so she goes without him and she wakes up and then Yo-Yo asks about Mac. And I was like, no. <laughs> And I like I oh. I totally get Daisy I totally get where Daisy's coming from, but she yeah. should have been fucking she should have pulled a rag quick. <laughs> she should have like, him into that shit. <laughs> she should totally should have pulled a rag, but like, cool, I oh. get it. And just yeah, just like elbow <laughs> elbow I, dropped him in there. <laughs> but this feels like so I feel like if she would have done that, it would have been like that moment that Fitz has in season five where he like, you know, ties Daisy down and forces her, you know pulls that thing out of her head so she can use her powers again even though i feel like it's not quite that level i I know but i feel like he probably never would have forgiven her if she had forced him to go i i can i can see i can see that it's that's too much of him reliving losing is you know Mm -hmm. the 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 real hope he it had to be his choice to leave well and yeah yeah no i think you're right and it, and they have to just destroy us as well because they hate the writers are emotional terrorists so this is the only way they, they could do that yeah, uh, I have that. I totally cried through through you reading that. Oh, <laughs> I, I was it. legit crying. Like I'm wiping my eyes right this now. This is like the third time, like in the past, like three weeks since I've rewatched this twice <laughs> and now talking about it. But oh. Henry Simmons is just maybe like fucking ball always talking oh about his God. imaginary robot daughter and how oh much he loves God. her. Oh my God, it's like how how are we here? But it's so it's so much. Um, so Fitz is awake in the real world and he is freaking the fuck out. He's like, I killed, I killed so many people. I killed so many people. And Coulson's like, they weren't real. It's okay. It was a simulation. He's like, I killed Agnes and I called the airstrike that killed Mace. And he looks over and he's like, oh God, oh God. Cause he sees that Mace's body is it's not really there anymore. dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden Ada's body is done. It's like, ding, <laughs> like the toaster's done. Um, <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, what is that? And, um, and he's like, I wanted to do those things. I wanted this. Like, oh my God. And he's just like, just not handling the, oh God, I, I, he's not handling this well. And for good reason, totally, totally, 
uh, valid reaction to what he's gone through. So Ada also, walks- I, I was going to say, I, I really wish that Mac were there so that he could say something about after the ding about uh, an easy bait girlfriend or something and have the also have the, the shotgun axe to be ready to kill robots. Because I think like this whole episode would have ended a lot faster and better if Mac were here right now to take out evil robots. Oh, I agree. We needed him. We needed him. And he just couldn't leave hope. <laughs> so anyway, um, Ada's body is done. And she walks into the room and Fitz sees her and she sees it. She's like, Leopold. And he looks up and he looks happy, but also confused. He's like, oh, because he has both memories. And then May pulls her gun. She's like having a hard time standing. Obviously, she hasn't used her legs in like how long? How many months? Um, And she pulls a gun on Ada and she's like, Fitz, move. Get out of the way. And Coulson's like, just shoot her. Just shoot her. <laughs> no, and he's like, That exchange move. was fucking amazing. <laughs> I know. And... Ada is talking to Fitz and she's just like, oh my God, like we can be really be together. Oh my God. And then like she just grabs him and teleports away. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't remember this. So they just disappear. Why does Ada have this power? <laughs> like what the fuck? I don't remember this at all. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. See, I can, I'll explain that one right now. I think, I think they explain it in the next episode. But I, and I had a vague recollection. I, I, I actually did figure this one out. Because going through the same thing, like, like when I re when I did my first rewatch a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Wait, what? Oh, wait!" And I remembered sh- she was making a database of all the Inhumans that existed. So she took Gordon's power. Yes, she has all the Inhuman powers that that, that, that oh, have I been documented. About that. So any oh anything God. that's been documented by Hydra or by Shield, she has access to. So she has all those guys' powers. I completely forgot about that. Scary. Makes her like, so now she's alive. terrifying. But she's also (laughs) a super inhuman. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, so this scene just fucking kills me. So Mac walks back into the shield base and Trip is sitting on a bench and Hope is asleep, like laying in his lap. And Trip's like, I'm really glad you came back because, um, I was going to have to tell her where you went and now I don't have to. She was going to have to tell Trip fake trip was going to have to tell fake daughter where her dad <laughs> why her, her dad, dad left <laughs> even though they're not real that's fucking heartbreaking like sorry your dad left to go to a different world where you don't exist in the matrix have you have you seen the matrix you've seen, you've seen chopping mall you you probably seen it. <laughs> fucked it's so fucked and May, mac and hope wakes up and she's like sorry i tried to wait up for you and he's like it's all right um and he tries to explain where everybody else went he's like it's like kansas and you know with dorothy and all that and she's like are we gonna join them and he says we're gonna stay right here everything i need is right here (laughs) it's like and you remember like in this moment i both remembered yo like the look on yo-yo's face when she asked them like where's mac Mm -hmm. and like but Henry Simmons is like heartbreaking again in this moment. Yeah, and, and I want to give a shout out. I, I can't. I, I don't remember the young, uh, young actor's name, but the little girl who plays Hope mm-hmm. does an amazing job. Like she's, like child actors are not usually great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even when they're not bad, they're usually kind they're of wooden. Fine. Yeah, yeah. But like she does a really good job, and she doesn't have like crazy like emotional scenes. They all just feel very real and human, and like yeah. kind of like organic but they all feel very very real like they just feel like a little kid who's precocious who loves her dad like they just feel very authentic and and they make these moments like all hit so much harder like well the fact that she's like such a good kid and just is so devoted to him too just makes it this this even harder and like her in like her bit in the earlier in the episode when when he doesn't want to go with daisy or not doesn't want doesn't want to go but but when he's like take some convincing and Daisy and her like have their like meeting and mm-hmm. little connection and, and you know, talking about saying ass and everything. And she, like, she mm-hmm. speaks it in. Like she's so adorable. Like, like she is. She, and it makes her so real. Like she's not a, an idealized version of his daughter. Like, but like to the point where like, she's a perfect kid. She's mm-hmm. still like busting his chops and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. she's just, she just feels super real. And it just sucks. Like that they had, they, they, they jammed this kid full of such personality. That's why this stuff like good, good, Ward or a trip, they 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 feel like 
even if they're not the real them, they're really, really good non-player characters. Like this was someone yeah. who was herself an AI. So they, and, and probably felt some weird obligation. Like, like they talk about having memories of their parents and grandparents and stuff. It's like, like it felt some obligation to give them a sense of self and reality. Because, oh, yeah. it, which also makes her even that much more sick because her plan is to just turn it all off. Like, Oh my God. I know. She created all this life. And, and just doesn't doesn't care at all about any of it well and like like and like even more so like it's very very biblical like with the you know cre- you know the idea of in the uh, abrahamic religions of like god creating man in, in their own image mm-hmm. like it feels very similar but almost like they're even closer to ada they're mm-hmm. so close when well, they don't have like free reign like she does yeah. there but like the, and then and then to do that it's like god creating demigods and then wiping them out for fucking fun like yeah. Like that's or, or because the love of his life came around and that's what she, you know, it sort of makes the Old Testament God feel way less petty, yeah. <laughs> like, like by comparison to Ada. Like, even though, it gets, well, and I guess that whole it really comes down to Ada being very childish, like, yeah. overall, like, like, because like, a lot of it's not, not that it excuses the actions, but like, I think a lot of the explanation is just like not immature, not being mature, not understanding the things that she's doing or, or feeling when she does feel, like, in the next episodes. Yeah, not under not understanding like the depth of the attachment and the emotions that these characters are or these you know these agents are having to this life that she's created for them. Not understanding like what that does <laughs> because she's not human. She doesn't get it. She doesn't get that. I think she feels like it's real because it is. It's real to her, but it's real in a different way to a human being. <laughs> and she's trying to, and she has a line, I think, in the next one where she talks about how, like, up until this point in the real human body, or living in human body, whatever, uh, yeah. up until that point, she didn't uh, have real emotions. It was just like approximating emotions, you know, simulation, mm. simulated emotions. And she, it, but like, the, I always think it's just like the idea of, say, in, in uh, Star Trek, the character Data, it's like, mm. isn't the wanting to be human? Isn't the wanting an emotion that's not part of their fucking programming? Isn't that human? Isn't that an emotion? Isn't like the desire to be more? It makes me. So it makes me think about depression and how a lot of times in depression, it is more the absence of emotion that makes it really really difficult to exist versus like just being sad or whatever unmotivated it's the fact that you can't feel happiness you can't feel joy you don't feel excited about anything and you may only notice the negative feelings but it's mostly just nothing it's an absence of feeling yeah and it makes me think about like the parallels between this of like hey like i want to be human i want to feel emotions but i can't because my brain chemistry is preventing me from doing that versus or my programming or whatever you want to call it if I'm a robot like it's just very interesting and I think that you bring up an interesting point of the desire to want to have emotion and want to feel things even if you can't that is a very human thing because humans go through that <laughs> with mental illness you know like well yeah it just doesn't feel like that's not where a robot or a computer can do like just by doing that, by virtue of that, it's what makes the AI already feel like it's like a chicken and the egg of the humanity thing. Yeah. The humanity, the the chip, the data puts in his head in in the Star Trek movie where they meet the Borg, <laughs> where they have a chance, <laughs> where he has a chance to get emotions handed to him. Or did the emotions begin because he wanted to be human? You know, in the same way, did the emotions begin for for Ada because she is in this human body and she can feel like we do, or is just the desire to be human? Because we also know that May had like Robot May had something yeah. to her, like like just just being and 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 a desire to be more than her programming once she did understand who she was to be yeah. more like May. God, that arc is so powerful, so powerful. And I don't think there's an answer. I feel like. This is a question that mankind has been chasing after for so long, and we still don't have an answer to it. Yeah, it's why it's like <laughs> stuff, stuff that definitely like it predates, you know, like the, the whatever the myth of Pygmalion, you know, yeah, what, 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 like it predates Pinocchio. It's like it, it's just something that we've always thought about. As 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 soon as someone could probably imagine like a scarecrow, they'd probably like, hey, I wonder mm-hmm. what the fuck that thing would be like if it was alive, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like and. 
and it's cool that those kind of questions and stories allow us to like really dig deep and probably allowed people who did suffer from, from, I think, and struggle with mental, with mental illness, uh, try to express and understand themselves before they even had the language or understanding of what they were going through. <laughs> this is such a good episode. It's it so painful, but it's so good. There's so much in this. <laughs> they pack um, in, they pack in like, an insane amount of depth into, into this like crazy fast paced season. <laughs> like, yeah. And this episode is really crazy and fast paced. Like, I mean, they go from Mac getting ready to leave to go home to, okay, you're going into this molten pot. Oh no, I'm not. I'm back. I'm back here. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, the one thing that you brought up that was also really shattered me was when Daisy and hope are having their moment. And it just gives you a glimpse of like the kind of auntie that Daisy would have been to Mac's daughter had she like been alive in the real world and been a part of Mac's life if, you know, nothing else changed. Like Mac was still an agent and all that stuff. And like what everybody is losing by leaving the framework. And, you know, a lot of good things are coming out of it. Like clearly, like Fitz not being in the framework is a good thing. You know, Gemma not being dead is a good thing. Like, you know, not living in a fascist like dictatorship is a good thing. Pretty much everyone, but, <laughs> yeah. but uh, Mac, it's it's much better to be out of there. But I think we talked about before, like he was the only one that seemed to be legitimately. There's no agenda motivating his wish fulfillment. And it's interesting it, that he was the last person to realize that this wasn't real. Like he was, you know, everybody else had their. I mean, he still had his moment of like, this isn't right. I need to do the right thing, but. I think even May came around at the very end when Coulson is telling her to come with him and to jump with her. Like she had that moment of like, Oh, I'm connected to this man. Like, but even that is like a vague, vague connection to it. And, and like, they've had this like long, like decades long connection. Whereas like, it makes it where, you know, slight spoiler for the future. Like he doesn't recognize yo-yo and I think that like that breaks her heart, but I think there's something to it. There's a reason for that. Yeah. And I think that it's not, it's not really fair, you know? Oh yeah. But, but her reaction is also like exactly what any human would feel. Like you just feel like, Oh, what? <laughs> like the person yeah. I love can't see me. Like, cause you want it to be a well, snow white thing, but it didn't work for Fitz. Yeah. You know, it well, didn't work for, yeah. it, it didn't, it didn't come all the way through for anyone, but Colson because yeah. he, because he had his deprogramming shit already. Yeah. And, and, it, and it only, only barely came through for May. Like you said, where she was like, like, I feel like I do know this person. The only other person who bought it was Trip, and he wasn't a person. <laughs> and that's just because the one indelible thing about Trip is that he's a fucking positive dude who's game to help. Like, like, like yeah. he's ready to help he's you. Down, he is down. Like, oh, is it, the, is it the right side? Then yes. If it's, oh, if it's the wrong side, then no. Like, like, like he's yeah. he is like it's like he's a thinking version of what we were describing previously. Uh, Hunter as like a blunt <laughs> instrument. Like he's 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 a thoughtful version of that. Where like you just point him at a problem, and he's gonna fucking take care oh, of it. Yeah. I think where I, I was going guy. with the, I know I fucking miss Trip so much. Um, I think where I was going with the stuff with Mac and Hope was that it's kind of similar to Fitz in where, you know, yeah, Coulson was kind of able to break through it. May was able to break through it a little bit. Mace never did, but he didn't really get a chance to, you know, um, it's that like, yeah, I feel like because this is happening to a real human mind, the, the scars run so deep and the need, the desire to have a relationship with your daughter or have a relationship with your father is so strong that they couldn't break free of that. That makes sense too. And (laughs) like, and, and. Like it's too powerful. Even though, even though the trauma that was changed for May is rooted yeah. in rea- is rooted in reality, which is also probably why, again, why, why it was even to, harder yeah. for her too. But like in, a dip- in addition to his deprogramming experience with uh, Tahiti, which they mentioned explicitly, you know, Jimma mm-hmm. uh, mentions his change is related to something he planned on doing, but didn't have an actual experience doing. He yeah. lost a lot of himself and it was replaced with something that's entirely fictitious and something maybe he imagined, maybe he, you know, saw his father doing it. I think he mentioned his father as a teacher. Yeah. But that's it. Like, like not it's not the same thing as actually living it. Whereas yeah, and losing something. Right. Like like yeah. you just said, like that was his real, you know, fucking daughter and his real fucking father that they remembered and loved 
you know, for yeah. better or worse in the case of Fitz's dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they were taken from them. Yeah, either because one was a jerk dad or or, or circumstances. But no, like, like that's a really, really, really good point. If that made it even more impossible, and even if it makes us both queasy to our stomachs, and it doesn't, like it, it, it doesn't really undermine it. it. You know, it feels like it does. Like it doesn't really undermine his relationship with Gemma. There's also the the simulated relationship he had. You know, with Ophelia, it's a lifetime's worth of like memories. You know of being with this virtual person where she like horned in on his relationship with Gemma. And like, he has all these like formative you know, memories with her, but he remembers too. And like, that's another like valuable real relationship. that has got to make it harder to break out. Like the only other yeah. person would have anything comparable, I think would be like Daisy with the ward thing. But she never got the programming, you know, she never, yeah. she wasn't a part of it. Ugh. Really God. weird, but so how do they keep how do they cram so much depth in this show? I want to know what these writers' rooms look like, like when they're brainstorming on how to break our hearts. Like, are they looking this deep into it? You know, as we are, I don't know. <laughs> like, you definitely think some stuff we're reading into it, but some stuff I feel like we have to be like zeroing in on like, things that were conscious decisions because there's yeah. so many recurring themes and yeah. Oh. God, it's just so good. This season is so fucking good. It is. Uh, they, do, they do so great. There's two episodes left, and they're really. I feel like this was the most one of the most difficult episodes of this season. But I know the next two are also rough. I'm super excited for the, for the next one. Like, yeah. it's it's only. I, I kind of remember what happened in the next one. Now that like I see, I saw the end of this one. I was like, oh yeah. Now now I'm kind of remembering things, but. Ugh. Well, and it's there's a really good cliffhanger in the next one leading into the finale, and uh, yeah, I'm I'll, I'm excited to re rewatch them. <laughs> no, I am too. Re rewatch. Meowie agrees. She just got up on my window above my desk and is staring at me, and she she agrees. Um, <laughs> Meowie is my cat. If you didn't catch on, listener. <laughs> um, so we should probably end here. How long have we been recording? Yeah, yeah. Know. Yeah, this is this is a good one. Yeah. We've had two like hour long episodes in a row, which is I like mm -hmm. better than the hour and a half ones. Although they're not bad, I do feel like wow, yeah, like half of this is not related to she. No, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. happens. I'm actually really proud of us. We like cut pretty. We stayed on track pretty well today. We did and, and like I like I usually I I always enjoy our digressions, but we we <laughs> did we we managed to like limit them. Like we have more in the first one, but they were also related and then yeah. i feel like this one they were all pretty directly related or at least yeah. to a moment but well, they, they made some kind of <laughs> <laughs> they weren't just yeah they weren't like the last one that we I released at the time of this recording and one like two or three before that were like began with digressions <laughs> we're like let's start off with 15 shows. minutes of digressions <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, which, which is fun but also like gotta be confusing nickelodeon shows and then william defoe's willem defoe's penis that's great, a, great content. <laughs> yeah, like also not. I feel like super, those. Oh, go ahead. I would say there's weird things to like, like if if it was like a tags on a blog post, that'd be weird to be like in the same blog post, yeah. like Nickelodeon like, no shows, I... Willem Dafoe's penis. <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> why are those things? What do those have in common? I think <laughs> I actually, when I put the episode up where we talk about the Nickelodeon shows, like when I put it up on what why though, I can put tags on it. And I think I did put Nickelodeon for all that <laughs> or something. I'm pretty sure I did. I can't remember. I now. really, um, I really like that. It makes me very happy. I should go back and tag that, retag that, episode, <laughs> uh, uh, to add a Nickelodeon tag yeah, on a yeah. Podbean. I think I can do that. Yeah. Alrighty. Where can people find you? On the I internet? can be found at I Snow Nothing. Uh, occasionally, I'm mostly offline because. Mm -hmm. Even though he's not on, when we record this, he stopped doing the daily press conferences. Finally, at the same time, I like there's just way too much Trump in the news. T -t Today, he like had the, I don't know if you saw the biblical thing where he was no. like, "Oh, lo and lo and behold, there was a plague and blah blah." Like what he, the he fuck? literally, he he literally is like making up his own passages in his new Trump oh, book of the Bible. It, and like I I made a little subtweet about it, just saying that. Uh, you know, he's he's using this biblical language smartly uh, to fool people who like support him, who are like afraid of the rapture. But you got to keep in mind, he doesn't read the Bible. He watches movies. No, and he has said on record his favorite movie is Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme. So that's, oh, I didn't know that. Not that yeah. I'm like up on Trump trivia because I don't give a fuck about it's, him. <laughs> I, I hate him, but like 
I, I can't, I always remember. I know you always remember weird detail. <laughs> it was, it was his list. His list included all like mobster movies that, oh, that makes uh, sense. Uh, Bloodsport and like a couple like Quint, Quint Eastwood, like Westerns. Like, but it's like, yeah, it's like, there's no good case scenario here. Like for this man to be living out his fantasies. This is not, uh, this is terrifying. But uh, where, where can people find you uh, online when you are? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. Same with Instagram, I believe. Um, and you can find this podcast on Twitter at Project Tahiti. Um, you can listen to us on all the things. If you're a browser listener, you can listen to us on ButWhyThoughPodcast.com. We do post an embed on there. And thank you all so much for listening to um, the uh oh shit project fuck <laughs> sorry thank you so much for listening to project tahiti it's a magical place i tried to say it's a magical place before the project tahiti and i just like my mouth got confused that was the, uh, hey you just did two episodes <laughs> in a row with your uh your sleep aid fuzziness and you didn't like it wasn't until the end that you tried to say thank you for listening to a magical place this is project tahiti <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank with- you listeners for <laughs> bearing with us <laughs> catch you awesome. later <laughs> bye right. bye oh, shit, uh, hold on I didn't have that ready